And thank you for joining us here today on a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, the soy checkoff of the National Oilseed Processors Association, they partnered on an economic impact study to engage farmers in the agricultural community about the importance of the soybean industry to the U.S. and state economies. Ed Lambers, United Soybean Board Secretary and Nebraska Farmer, shares details on the findings of the study. So as a farmer, sometimes we kind of get in our daily routine and don't think about the big picture. And this study that USB and the crush industry come together to do uh, showed us some great results and some really eye-opening contributions that the soy sector adds to the national economy. $124 billion per year. That's a big, big number. We got a lot of jobs that also fall in that economy, you know, with 223,000 paid full-time jobs. So those are some really big, big numbers. And really kind of goes to emphasize the importance of the soybean sector. And he talks about what makes studies like this so important for farmers. We kind of get in our daily routines. We don't think about that big picture. And it just kind of brings to attention of the importance of what we do every day and how it affects other people and the national economy. The value chain is wide and big. You know, you got fertilizers, you got transportation, you got the crush, you know, we got oil, we got meal, we got animal food. It's a miracle bean is what it is. Well, the soybeans economic impact stretches well beyond the farm with new innovations for soybeans that are used in over 1,000 products. New innovations that are coming out, and most people probably are not aware of, is this here uh, soy foam that fire departments are using for retardants on special chemicals. You know, any food processors where chemical would not be friendly to the processor, soy is a degradable. So that soy foam is just really has a really unique priority to it. Other things are seed lubricants. As a soybean producer, we always put some kind of a treatment on our seed to make it flows better so it don't plug up on our rows or whatever. And you can keep up with the latest news from the United Soybean Board at unitedsoybean.org and every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on RFD TV. Well, as producers start thinking about rebuilding their herds, selecting and managing bulls will be critical. When we think about bulls, they are, they are quite the investment, and they are a huge genetic investment into our herd. Jennifer Kozul is an associate professor of food, animal medicine, and surgery at Texas Tech University. She says producers need to know where their operation is going. Are we rebuilding with more heifers, and so we're looking for a calving gaze bull? Are we buying mature cows that we are going to use? those cows to produce calves that are, we're going to retain ownership through the feedlot. Thinking about what genetic characteristics we want that bull to have, what phenotypic characteristics that we want that bull to have, and thinking about is this a time for our herd that we're going to transition? Have we been typically a certain breed and we're going to transition into another breed? Are we going to introduce genetics into our herd that we haven't haven't used before, but we've been thinking about? And so those are all going to be important factors. She says bull management will also be key. Making sure those bulls are up to date on vaccines. General recommendation for bulls is that their vaccine status matches the vaccine status of the cows that their feet are in good working order, that there's not any cracks, potential for lamenesses, uh, things like that. There's no corns in between their toes that can cause lameness early on. 
So making sure that bull is physically fit. So I always think about that we want our bulls to be like well-maintained athletes, right? They need to have a diet of an athlete. And so really managing protein, energy, and as always, lose-free minerals is a really important thing to make sure that our bulls are ready to go to work when we ask them to go to work. And Kozula also encourages producers to have a breeding soundness exam. Depending on several factors and how many cows that bull is with, for every dollar spent on a breeding soundness exam, about 6 to $7 comes back to the producer. And so that's a really good trade on investment, if you ask me. And so I really encourage every bull has a breeding soundness exam before every breeding season. Um, and the reason I say that, especially with bulls that are used for both fall and spring calving seasons, is that there's a lot that can happen to a bull. There's a lot of changes that can happen with a bull during those periods. Now she says there are a few online tools, including spreadsheets, to help you determine what you could pay for a bull and what makes sense for your operation. Again, that's Jennifer Kozul, Associate Professor of Food, Animal Medicine, and Surgery at Texas Tech University. Well, most consumers appear to prefer brand name beverages over generic or store brand beverages. That's according to the September 2023 Consumer Food Insights Report. The Purdue University report further indicates that consumers make this choice even when presented with a sizable price discount on generic or store brand names. In contrast, most survey respondents said they weren't willing to pay a premium for brand name meat, fruits, or vegetables. Not surprisingly, households making less than $50,000 a year were more price sensitive when presented with two generic or store brand discounts. The survey also shows a consumer food inflation estimate of 6.3% continues to diverge from the government's consumer price index of food inflation at 4.3%. While consumers with the lowest incomes already choose more generic brands over name brands, this disparity tends to grow quickly when the discount on generic or store brand foods is doubled from 15% to 30%. And also, American Farms reported record cash receipts of $555 billion from the sales of all commodities in 2022. Now, this beat the previous high from 2014 by 3.1% after adjusting both amounts for inflation and was 28% above the 20-year average level. The 2022 record cash receipts primarily resulted from the strength of 2022 commodity prices, although production levels in 2022 were also strong. Now, cash receipts from crops amounted to $288 billion, while receipts from all animals and animal products totaled $267 billion. Operations selling meat animals like cattle, calves, and hogs reported $121 billion in cash receipts in 2022. And that is 18% higher than the 20-year average. Now, farm operations with feed crops, primarily corn, reported $105 billion in cash sales, 53% higher than the 20-year average. Poultry and egg receipts were $80 billion, 67% higher than the average. Oilseed crop receipts were $68 billion, 54% higher than the average. So again, American Farms reporting record cash receipts last year in 2022, $555 billion from the sales of all commodities. We're out of time here on this episode of American Ag Today. 
Thank you, as always, for joining us. You can send story ideas for the program to me via email, Jesse Allen, J-E-S-S-E-A-L-L-E-N, at AmericanAgNetwork.com. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.